0: Northumberland County, this is Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's real estate talk show. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm on the streets and in your neighbourhoods as an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and Reality Realty is your local real estate forum where we take on, talk about, and interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. I'd like to give a big thank you to Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty right here in town. They're the sponsors of Reality Realty and they help to make this show possible. You can find your local Royal LePage Pro Alliance real estate here in the Northumberland Mall. And they're also on 41 Walton Street in Port Hope. And they also have an office in Roseneath. So drop by and find a realtor for your real estate requirements. I have an announcement this morning. We have, on Reality Realty, we have two new co-hosts that will be here in a in a regular way. I'd like to announce this morning, uh, today's co-host, Bethany Sloggett. Bethany's been here before as a guest of our show. And uh, Bethany, good morning and welcome again. Good morning. Yeah, thank you so much for... Uh, offering to be a regular co-host here. We had a great show, uh, what was it, about three weeks ago?
1: Yeah, two or three.
0: Two or three weeks ago, um, and um, really look forward to what Bethany has to bring here to the show. Bethany, can you tell us about who we have as a guest today?
1: Yeah, I would like to introduce you to... Bob Henderson from BG Roberts Electric. Um, Bob and Unique have had quite a great relationship over the ca- past couple years. He's been instrumental uh, to our business in terms of developing um, more capable and reliable subcontractors that we can partner with on our our work. Um, Bob, can good
0: morning. You yeah, Bob. good morning, Bob, and thanks thanks for joining us this morning. And and we're going to get uh, get back with Bob after we. After we finish up our snapshot, we'll do snapshot of our local real estate market. We'll look at your thoughts, which is a review of last week's Reality Realty survey. And let's get started off right now with snapshot. Snapshot is a look at today's real estate residential market in Northumberland County. Sales over the past month are up by 11 from last week when we reported we've had 187 sales in our community. Over the last month, leaving us with an inventory of three hundred and eighty one residential listings, the average selling price of a successful sale over the past year has been approximately three hundred and fourteen thousand Now, if you're a regular listener to reality Realty, you recognize that 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 three hundred and fourteen thousand that's been almost climbing by a thousand dollars per show over the last five six weeks so It's really a reflection of what's been happening in our market over the past 12 months. And these sales, they've been receiving approximately 97% of their asking price in a market time of 60 days. And that's down from last week's report of 62, which was the lowest we'd ever reported. We are in a seller's market at this time with an absorption rate of 49%. So it's really deep into a seller's market. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central and List Central is a local realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific, specific to the property type you're looking at and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Today's mortgage rates. On Wednesday, the central bank held its target for the overnight rate and they kept it at half a percent, citing the increasing household vulnerabilities. So the rates are most likely to stay stable. Uh, The five-year fixed is still as low as 2.49%, and a five-year variable is still as low as 2.2%. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with the Broker Financial Group. And that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. Your thoughts. This is our Reality Realty survey we do every week. And it's a review of your answers and comments from last week's survey. So last week we asked you, and we we based this on Bethany's uh, visit a few weeks ago, Uh, Bethany from unique kitchens and bath uh, and we asked you rate your kitchen from one to five one being it needed help long ago and five being it's excellent well you gave us your answers we had we had 10% of the people say that their kitchen needed help long ago we had another 10% of the people say that it was excellent and everywhere else, everyone else, uh, most, most people rated it as a 2 or a 3. So they're basically saying ah, it'll do, or it's a little bit below average. So we follow that up with the question, is there a kitchen rental in your future? And 60% of the people said yes. So that would, that would go in line with how they're rating their kitchen. 60% said yes, there's a kitchen rental in the future. And then we asked, would that be in less than a year or in more than a year? 66.7% of you said it would be in more than a year, but 33 and uh, thirty-three and a third percent said it would be within the next 12 months. We asked you, what do you think would be a realistic budget for this kitchen rental? We had answers anywhere from $10,000 to $40,000 with most people being in around the $15,000 mark. That that was their opinion on what a realistic uh reno would be. Uh some people left a few comments too uh about the about the survey and the show in general. We had someone say that uh they had a kitchen reno done 3 years ago. They planned to spend $20,000, but it almost doubled by the time they were finished. What do you think of that answer, Bethany?
1: Um, I think that it's up to homeowners and uh, contractors to make sure that you're being completely upfront in terms of what the expectations are. I believe that clients shouldn't have to spend a dollar more than what they intended to, but mm-hmm. that starts with again really, really good planning.
0: Yeah, and it could be it could be good planning. You know, as far as what you you folks do there at Unique Kitchens and Bath, it could be thorough, detailed planning and following through and no surprises. But I imagine you've seen where a homeowner starts with a budget, no fault of your own, but they start to like nicer things as the project goes on.
1: And, and you know what, That the nice part about that is that obviously clients are in charge of their own, their own destiny in terms of how much money they want to spend or don't spend. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say that the dollars that you spend with me shouldn't change <laughs> very much. Um, If you need that $3,000 sink instead of a $500 sink, that's your choice, and that will stretch your budget. Um, I think that often what ends up happening is um, people's understanding of what things might cost is misaligned. Mm -hmm. Um, But we work really hard in creating that alignment
0: up front. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not surprised that that can happen, Mm -hmm. and who knows if, if they even had some detailed planning like a Mm -hmm. a good bill of material or whatever Mm -hmm. uh and 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 it might be a lack of that or maybe it's just they they like that preferences and tastes that expensive sink Mm -hmm. yeah and what did you say that three thousand dollar sink is that what you said out loud i did i did (laughs) we've seen (laughs) oh goodness is that that a real thing it is you can get a three thousand so it wouldn't take much to increase your budget by 20000 if you're making those choices.
1: Absolutely <laughs> not, not at all.
0: Wow. Uh, those aren't the people I rub shoulders with on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Um, and, and thank you to someone else who just made a comment on Reality Realty uh, saying that we're doing an awesome job here. Thank you very much for, for that comment. And, folks, those were your thoughts. We already have a new survey out, and the new survey has to do with uh, our guest today. Uh, we have Bob Henderson from BG Roberts Electric, and we're going to be talking about LED lighting is a lot of, a lot of what we'll talk about. And so the question is, uh, is uh, based on that. And we're asking you, it's less questions than last week, but what type of lighting are you predominantly using in your home? Are you using compact fluorescent, CFL? Are you using light-emitting diode? LED or other and the survey is on right now it's posted now so look me up Dale Bryant real estate uh, Twitter or Dale Bryant real estate Facebook look up my social media accounts and uh, take part in the survey and we love to hear from you and what are you using uh, for your lighting predominantly in your home this is just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed by me co-hosts guests of the show or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station of the northumberland hills association of realtors of any real estate brokerage or of any other realtor They're simply our views and opinions at this time so bethany why don't you introduce uh bob here sure
1: so as i said bob is here with us from bg roberts electric um, Bob, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about BG?
0: Good
2: morning, Bethany. Dale, uh, thank you for
0: having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Good morning.
2: Uh, BG Roberts Electric uh, was founded in 1979 by uh, Barry and Marion Roberts. Um, we have been in, you know, business and um, um, serving Northumberland area for uh, over 37 years. Um, We presently have uh, four licensed journeymen, one indentured apprentice, uh, an office administrator, um, all from the local area. Uh, We support the local schools by uh, bringing on students in the co-op and OEAP uh, programs for the last 10 years. Our main uh, focus is we specialize in home renovations, uh, service upgrades, uh, generators installs, as well as uh, commercial and uh, restaurant repairs. Um, Our recent uh, type of work portfolios is we've done a lot of kitchen and bathroom renovations. Um, We've recently just uh, uh, updated all the um, lot lighting as well as the inside lighting at the uh, Porto Pond route center. Um, we just did a two-story addition to a local daycare, uh, 100,000 square foot uh, medical building in Port Hope. Um, many uh, residential um, generators, as well as commercial and municipal buildings. Uh, so basically, in in reality, really, no job is too big or too small.
0: Bob, you mentioned uh, four four electricians. Correct. And and. Is it is it correct? Every electrical company has to have a master electrician. Correct. And and so you have a master electrician. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So so, uh, Bob, what made you decide uh, you purchase uh, B G Roberts Electric? Uh, how long ago would that have been? Um, I purchased it from Barry and Marion uh, last year,
2: mm-hmm. um, in twenty fifteen. Um,
0: what what made you decide to do that?
2: Well, I've uh, I've actually worked for for Robert for 22 years. I started my apprenticeship um, back in probably about 1994. So I I have been working in this area. Um, I grew up and raised here in Northumberland myself. Um, I personally love the small area, um, the clients, as well as you know the small town atmosphere. Um, and the big part of it is um, my my youngest son has actually always been interested in uh, starting a career and working in the electrical. So, you know, we've always had a kind of a, a family atmosphere within our company. And now I can actually bring it on and bring on family.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be exciting to uh, to do that. How old is your son? Uh, my son is uh, seventeen. Seventeen. So he's he's ready to go soon. Very soon. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, the Roberts, the Roberts had an, I, I know Barry and Marion, they had an excellent reputation, still have an excellent reputation here in the community, and that's a, that's a long history. It is.
1: So, Bob, um, obviously we've had a relationship. I think it's important to tell our listeners that that's a relationship that does exist. One of the things that we end up doing quite often together is um, transitioning lighting, in, in the middle of renovations in terms of starting to plan out under cabinet lighting, valence lighting, things like that, going into more of that LED atmosphere. Correct. And I think that one thing that our clients are often surprised by is some of the technology that it takes to run um, LED and some of the investments that might come up front. So I was really hoping to have a conversation to help educate our listeners a little bit on LED, what it is. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about what what exactly is LED lighting? Well,
2: LED lighting is... Um, th- uh, basically, LED is a light emitting diode. Uh, there are electronic components that convert electrical energy directly to light, um, basically through the movement of electrons, where in the past a lot of the lighting has been either fluorescent, um, which is um, gases that are ignited, mm-hmm. um, as well as incandescent, which is a filament that when the current flows through the filament of a light bulb, it uh, will produce heat and also in the event of of light. So the the LEDs um, have become very important. Um, There's been a push by the market to be able to get rid of high energy consumption lights, so the idea is that the old 60 watt and 100 watt incandescent style light bulbs, as well as some of the older T12 fluorescents, have been starting to be pulled from the market and will no longer be available. So LED now has started to make a, you know, a huge push into the lighting um, as far as energy consumption um, and the lighting ability. Um, Is very diverse. Uh, You can get quite a few different colors in LED lighting as well as being able to to dim it to a lower light level.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, Bethany, I think we should uh, take a break now. Uh, Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll continue to talk with Bob Henderson from BG uh, Roberts Electric, and Bob will be talking to us more about the benefits of LED lighting in your home. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant, my co-host, Bethany Sloggett, and our guest today is Bob Henderson. He's an electrician, owner and operator of BG Roberts Electric. Before the break, uh, we were talking with Bob about uh, a bit about the history of of BG Roberts Electric. We talked a little bit about what they do. And uh, Bethany, you just you started off um, asking asking Bob about what in the world is LED lighting, because LED lighting is uh, our main focus today here mm-hmm. on Reality Realty.
1: Mm-hmm. So Bob was talking a little bit about kind of the push um, to be able to move to more I guess, environmentally friendly Correct. sources of light. And I would say probably a little bit dangerous in terms of the less heat that that comes off of them and things like that. But one of the things that we got into is a little bit around the technical side. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's something that I often have to deal with um, when we're putting together uh, designs and we're starting to plan lighting. When clients hear us say things like, why, or we need to plan for a power driver, where is that driver going to sit in the kitchen? Is it going to go in the attic? Is it going behind cabinets? We all these things that we have to go through. They don't understand that how LED works. Um, can you give us like an idea of why that's so important? What role that plays so that you can help our listeners really kind of understand what the transition looks like to LED?
2: Yeah, everybody um, in the past have been you know kind of in a roundabout way. Um, you know, we're used to being able to buy a fixture. Have your you know your 110 uh, to it like your standard style of wiring a lot of the old fluorescent lighting under counters uh, again we're always line voltage um, with the LEDs um, they are an actual low um, voltage device uh, therefore they require uh, a device such as a power uh, supply a unit or basically in other terms is a driver. Um, or some type of integrated electronic piece of equipment that converts the line voltage to low voltage in order to be able to run the LEDs. These uh, drivers, uh, for lack of better words, here um, are electronic and they interpret the, the control signal to be able to uh, to dim um, mm-hmm. the lighting.
1: So can I just ask that question in a different way? Mm -hmm. And it's funny, right? Technical people have very technical terms. And sometimes that was like, okay, well, it still kind of sounds a little bit Greek to me, right? (laughs) Um, So I'm going to put it back to you in the way that I might use my language to help a client understand it, right? So it's almost the same as um, pouring water over a sponge. If you pour it through a coriander or whatever they're called, you're going to pour it and it's just going to continue to pour out the bottom. Versus if you pour that water into a sponge, it starts to protect the flow of water. So basically what I'm hearing is is that the amount of energy that's coming through our hard wires is not what's required by LED. And therefore it actually starts to manage that electricity going into the light supply source itself better.
2: Yeah, I guess in the best, best way to be able to uh, put this in a, more of a layman term is... Um, if we look at our uh, electricity along the side of a road right um it's it's a very very high voltage that's able to be pushed along a long area right for you to be able to use it in your home you have to be able to step down that high voltage down to a lower voltage mm-hmm. that's being able to be used um with the led technology with the electrons um, the LED does require, you know, the line voltage in your home to be stepped down right. even further um, to be able to operate um, the low voltage LED portion of the diode.
1: So it's kind of filtering out the unnecessary energy, if you will, or the unnecessary current.
2: I guess in a roundabout way. It's just more of a um, a design portion of the LEDs mm-hmm. so that they can actually drive or be able to power the LED itself the right. light emitting diode mm-hmm. um, at a voltage be able to handle right. without destroying, destroying the, the light lighting. itself
1: okay
0: so so if if i could ask a question here Bob. Please. so this driver so you, you just it's just not so simple as uh, you know plugging in a new LED light in, in place of your incandescent uh, this driver or supply is needed now. Is this driver going to drive up the price as well? Is this is this something very expensive?
2: The They are um, Relatively a little bit more expensive, but again, it's uh, it's it's kind of relevant if you understand what I mean like you can buy under counter lighting um, That is very expensive um, you know, you can buy um, a Xeon lighting for example mm-hmm. uh, certain fixtures Whereas you know a standard kitchen for the driver and the roll of the of the wire like to buy the the led strip lighting will roughly run around you know roughly around about the five hundred dollar range uh, of course, on top of that is install mm-hmm. but um it's the same as any kitchen if if the wiring isn't there, you know you still have to be able to put you that wiring that. in.
0: And, and will that driver, if I want to switch my home over to LED, mm-hmm. so I have my kitchen, I have my bathrooms, I have bedrooms, uh, how many drivers would I maybe need in a home? Well,
2: now, when you're mentioning about um, the kitchen, uh, you're mentioning about your bathroom, the, a lot of the times now, like your old standard pot lights, um, a lot of your light bulbs that you have in your home, the, the driver itself is an integral part of that light bulb.
0: Okay, so you're buying it when you're buying the bulb.
2: Correct. Okay. Yep, the driver is actually built into the light bulb itself. Um, when we do a kitchen layout, um, a lot of the old style kitchen was one center light that is is in your kitchen. Um, We, with Bethany and Nat, have worked to kind of have a layout where we like to install pot lights. Um, Mm -hmm. These pot lights will be used as your your task lighting. Um, You'll be able to turn those on to be able to focus on your countertop. Start to get away more from lighting up the center of your room, especially in the kitchen. um, That light really isn't required in the center. That light is required over your work surface.
0: Put it where you need it.
2: Exactly. Um, We incorporate, and we will only use now, um, LED light bulbs inside pot lights. Roughly, you can look at, uh, Bethany had mentioned before about the heat aspect of the LEDs. If people are familiar, like heat itself is measured in the form of BTUs. The, uh, which is your furnaces and, you know, different sizes, stuff that mm-hmm. put out the heat. An LED light bulb will put off approximately three BTUs as opposed to approximately 85 for the old incandescent, even higher for the, uh, the halogen light bulbs that you'll mm-hmm. find standard in a lot of, you know, applications. So when you put the, um, the Xeon lighting underneath your countertop, which gives a beautiful light white or a yellow style of, of light, that becomes very hot. Whereas the LED strip lighting is very, very thin. Um, You know, you can hide it with a smaller valance now. You don't have to go to a 3- or 4-inch valance to be able to hide the fluorescent light fixture. You know, it gives a very even lighting. Like you have, you know, about every inch you'll have a light that will illuminate and give you a constant, you know, light over your countertop.
1: Without sacrificing your dishes. Correct. (laughs) Right? Um, In our last home, we had halogen. Um, under cabinet lighting LED was kind of still something that was being wildly talked about but still somewhat unknown Um, and I couldn't believe how hot our glasses were taking them out like you'd go to pour yourself like a cool drink ice water of course and your 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 ice would melt of course okay. it's more likely a Caesar especially on a Sunday morning but we don't need to get into that why do some LEDs flicker when dimmed or turned off? The,
2: a lot of times people go out now and buy a light bulb, um, especially if it's LED or even fluorescent. The nice, the nice thing about the LED, like I mentioned, is dimmable, whereas the old fluorescents, you would have to buy, you know, a, a, a fixture that would be able to have a ballast that was dimmable. Um, what happens, though, again, with the LEDs as well, um, different stuff on the market, some of them are made in North America and some of them are overseas. So the standards on some of the, of the lamps that you will buy will not be to, mm-hmm. you know, the higher standards of, say, a Philips or a GE. So when you purchase those LED light bulbs, um, they will probably not be dimmable. So a lot of people will put those in and try to dim them, thinking, okay, this is great, we can dim it. Well, you'll get to a certain point and all of a sudden your lights will go out. right. Um, as well as the dimmers. Uh, we used to be able to buy the old incandescent dimmers. Um, when you buy an LED, you're going to have to convert those, those dimmers over right. to an LED. It's more of the electronic portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the dimmers themselves... You know, we found it where you buy one certain dimmer and it works great on one light bulb, or it will not work, you get to a certain point and the light will start to flicker. Mm -hmm. As soon as you put more load on that dimmer, if you put two or three light bulbs, then that will start to smoothen it out with the electronics that's being sent to it. So again, it really depends upon the
1: Mm -hmm. quality
2: of dimmer that Mm -hmm. you purchase.
1: And I guess a lot of this is also kind of educating yourself, right? Because let's face it, this technology wasn't readily available what, even probably five or six years ago, you weren't probably as using it as much as you are now.
2: No, the LEDs, I would say, have been in the last couple of years. So of course, manufacturers are experiencing different things. They're having to change, they're having to come out to a standard Mm -hmm. that is being produced. Mm
1: -hmm. And then you as a technician are also in a learning curve, right? Because there's one thing in terms of what do manufacturers suggest versus what's really working um, in someone's home. I'm so glad we had an opportunity to kind of help clear the air on LED technology, if you will, because I think that a lot of people genuinely don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to... I'm not sure... Dale, do we have to go to a break at any time, or can oh, we we're, keep we're, rolling here? Yeah,
0: we're still we're still good. I I, I just wanted to ask Bob mm-hmm. about the durability uh, of LED. You know, I get a sense I've I've had LED Christmas lights mm-hmm. that I've been stringing up for a few years, and uh, I just get a sense that I can be a little rougher with those that string of lights. Is are they more durable?
2: Yes, the um, the LED is definitely a lot uh, a lot more uh, durable. Um, the nice thing about LEDs, as I mentioned before, there's no gases, there's no filaments. Basically, there's there's no moving parts to be able to fatigue. Um, like I said, this you know these LEDs are manufactured. They um, they provide the light through just one step process uh, that takes place um, within the diode itself. There's no glass uh, to have bright. To break mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of the the other light uh, bulbs um a lot of them will screw into a contact uh like you know when you twist your light bulb mm-hmm. in um those things right there can actually heat up or loosen up whereas the leds you know they're they're very durable in that aspect
0: yeah that's and i think that's a big part of what i've been experiencing with just the christmas lights mm-hmm. uh you know being no glass and uh the only thing i found that they, they they're still no good is when uh when the squirrels chew through the wires. And, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yep, That's no help in that. <laughs> How about uh, economic advantages, Bob? What What are some of the economic advantages of LED over other light sources? The uh,
2: What actually scares a lot of people is that over, at the start, the LED is a very, you know, it's a lot more expensive initial um, purchase Mm -hmm. than what the, you know, fluorescent will be or an incandescent will be. Um, The nice thing about the LEDs, though, is that they are a lot more efficient than most other light sources. Uh, So that, in that reason, they consume a lot less energy for, you know, a given task or a given light put. Um, They do not contain hazardous materials. Mm -hmm. Um, There is no mercury. Um, and also the because of the fact that they are less heat, they don't have moving parts that you know have to be repaired. Um, you don't have to change a light bulb every year or every six months because you know they will blow or you know the vibration of somebody up uh, on the upstairs causes the filament to break down. So the 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 energy consumption. Whereas if you're taking um, like a standard, say, 50 watt or 60 watt light bulb you're now taking that wattage and then reducing that wattage to 8 watts per light bulb to give out the same light output in lumens that both of those will be. So your, your hydro itself will be cut back. So on average, um, a payback period for installing LED is roughly about four years.
0: Four, four years, and a light bulb is going to last you about how long?
2: Um, they they recommend, or what they're stating is that uh, most LEDs will last you about fifty thousand hours.
0: And what's okay? What's that mean? What's that possibly mean in in years? It could be more than twenty some years, depending upon your
1: light consumption. Yeah, you
2: you know, if you turn the lights on and leave them on for ten hours a day. You know, 365. You know, that's what say roughly say 3,000 hours. If you mm-hmm. had them on 10, well, you know, you take that 3,000, to divide that into 50. You know, you're still, you know,
1: getting. <laughs> you got, got a substantial ROI there. You
0: know. Yeah, and and so you're 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 getting a payback in four years. Correct. And and that actual lights going to last maybe 20 years, 15, 20, maybe more depending on consumption. So it's definitely worth your investment, isn't it?
2: It is now, yes. Yeah. It, you know, especially with, with things on the market, with it being used more, to technology changing. Um, you know, LED light bulbs now, you can go in and buy a light bulb from Home Depot, for example, for, say, you know, 20 some dollars whereas before they used to be up higher as 40 or $45. Mm-hmm. So they, they definitely are starting to get economical.
0: And, Bethany, are you finding people when they're doing their kitchens and their baths Uh, and they have an option to go to different light styles, Uh, are many people choosing LED? I
1: would say 90% of our clients or better. Uh, You know what, the better way to say this is 100% of our clients who start working with electrical as a part of their renovation are converting their rooms to LED. Um, Some clients are very happy with what they currently have for lighting and they don't want to change it and Mm -hmm. that's absolutely fine but if we start down the path of of touching electrical it's often um, a conversion
0: it's just a no-brainer
1: it's it's it is a no-brainer it also i mean let's Talk about let's pull it back into the real estate world, mm. right? It's These are the sorts of things that when you spend money on them, they're adding value to your home. So your ROI is not only coming from how much longer or how much energy consumption. It's also coming that it's appealing to buyers entering mm-hmm. the market and who are looking at your home. And they see that as a full renovation. There's nothing for them to do when everything is done from start to finish. Yeah.
0: And uh, what about... Uh, Bob, what about, uh, I understand there's uh, two different voltages you can get LED in, like a 12-volt or a 24-volt. Can you tell us a bit about the differences there and what's preferential?
2: When, when you're looking into um, under-counter lighting, for example, your kitchen, predominantly you will use a 12-volt. Um, where we've used the 24-volt versions of LEDs um, is in landscape lighting. Um, A lot of the landscape lighting is taking a turn towards, you know, using LEDs as well. Because of outdoor lighting, you could have a vast, large area that you want to be able to to illuminate by by a driver. So these um, drivers in this uh, case, we will use what we call a constant voltage. They're able to put out a voltage that this driver is able to adjust depending upon the light load that you install so if you have a full large yard you know with a lot of distance and a lot of voltage drop we'll bump that up to a 24 volt led to be able to be to use in that fashion but in your home under counter lighting for example you're predominantly using a 12 volt because of the you know your distance is not that great your ballast and driver that you have to purchase does not have to be made to the same standard as what the 24 volt and um you know you're able to to be able to dim it easier
0: okay so there's a a, a different use uh for for both both are required you, you wouldn't use a 12 outside
2: No, predominantly, predominantly you would not use a 12 outside um, some of this strip lighting we have for under-counter lighting, uh, depending on how much light you want, will have two strips of wire in it. Mm-hmm. In those cases there, because of the amount of light that's been put underneath your counter, mm-hmm. they will go to a 24-volt.
0: Okay.
1: So, Bob, just before the break, let's wrap yes, up um, our conversation on LED lighting. We've talked about so many things. Yep. So why don't you um, give us kind of your main points. Why LED and what are the true benefits?
2: Okay. LED basically they're they're long lasting. LED bulbs will last up to ten times as long as fluorescence and even far longer than that a typical incandescent. They're very durable, uh, they don't have a filament, uh, they're da- they're not damaged under circumstances where an incandescent bulb would be broken because they are solid, they hold up well to be in jarred and bumping. Uh, they're cool, like I mentioned before. The LED um, these produce about 3.4 BTUs per hour compared to like 85 for an incandescent bulb. Like I said, you know, they get the old style get hot uh, and then this contributes to heating up a room, which in turn, yep. you know, your air conditioning. Yep. There's no mercury. They're more efficient. Um, you know, they use anywhere from 2 to 17 as uh, watts of electricity, as a, you know, which is sometimes anywhere from a third to a thirtieth less than... Your incandescent or, or CFLs, um, you know they're built they're built to last. You know they're starting to get cost effective. Like I said, the initial install is expensive, but you know over time, you know it's it y- your savings it so. is huge.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So five main points. Let's just kind of go over them. They're longer lasting. They're more durable. They're cooler, less mercury or things that you really don't want in your home Correct. inside of them. They are cost-effective, and they're far more efficient. Basically, there's our top kind of five or six reasons why LED is a great benefit in your home.
0: Absolutely. Well, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll continue to talk with Bob Henderson from BG Roberts Electric. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM. This is your real estate forum. And I'm Dale Bryant, and we have Bethany Sloggett, uh, my co-host, and our guest today, Bob Henderson, electrician, owner, and operator of BG Roberts Electric. Uh, before the break, we were talking about LED lighting. It's basically the go-to lighting uh, nowadays in the lighting of the future. Bethany, why don't... Uh, get Bob going here on our our next uh, set of questions.
1: Sure, no problem at all. So thank you for spending so much time with us on that. Uh, Thank you. I think it needs it. I think it's a little bit of a precarious conversation still out in the market. People just don't understand it. Um, One of the things that Dale and I spoke about um, the first time we were on the air together is just kind of what um, a position reality TV has put contractors in, in terms of everything always looks so dramatic, right? Oh my right. goodness, we didn't know that was knob and tube or, you know, we had no idea we had to upgrade our panel and all of a sudden we're spending all this money. And I, I think to myself, these are reputable contractors <laughs> that, yes. that are, you know, representing these shows and they didn't get here from making $10,000 mistakes over and over and over again. Correct. They actually got here by probably avoiding a lot of those mistakes. But of course, television wouldn't be fun if, there wasn't a little bit of drama. Oh, for sure. So um, I think a lot of people kind of are worried about stepping into renovations, not because they have twenty thousand dollars and they really are okay to spend forty, but because they really only have twenty, and any surprises that were to come up could could really impact them financially. So obviously electrical, a huge part of a home, um, yep. often can create um, larger budgets than you might would have thought in the beginning. But you knew before you started the project most often, don't you?
2: Yes. Yeah. What,
1: what, kind, of, what kind of planning do you do? And what kind of like, consultations do you do with clients to help them really understand where their electrical is today versus where it needs to be by the end of a renovation?
2: A lot of times, um, you know, what we especially have done in the past is, you know, yourself, myself, like to go with the customer and and feel what the customer and how they want to use their Mm -hmm. kitchen or their bathroom. With that, um, of course, you know, what you're going to find, um, for example, you know, knob and tube homes, Mm -hmm. they they will have very, very limited receptacles in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so with that it could mean the fact of having to be able to install additional receptacles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so basically in this this aspect, um, that could include, you know, an old service that you know might the whole house might be running running on five five or six fuses. Mm-hmm. So you know, you'll just be straightforward with the homeowner at the time, you know, and go over it and just let them know that you know this is what could be involved. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so let's talk about knob and tube a little bit. We're in Northumberland. There are a lot of older homes, you know, in especially the surrounding counties to to Coburg. Um, I certainly have worked in a few of them, mm-hmm. and I think that you know knob and tube gets somewhat of a bad rap, right? It's an old technology. It's definitely not something we're using today in terms of current implementation. But by any means, is knob and tube in someone's house going against code currently? Like, what does that mean for you as an electrician when you walk into their home? And that's the existing infrastructure.
2: The, the funny um, thing that you mentioned there, actually, about the code, is knob and tube is actually still a viable and allowable electrical means within our electrical code.
1: So there you go.
2: Whereas mm-hmm. um, the aluminum wiring, for example, you know, a lot of homes in this area with aluminum wiring, mm-hmm. you know, that's you know that's no longer allowed within mm-hmm. our code. The only issue is that with knob and tube um, it could run across a room and they mm-hmm. just tap off of it and come off of it mm-hmm. um, whereas now the anything we install has to be connected within you know an accessible junction box right whereas knob and tube was just tapped on inside your wall mm-hmm. and brought off to where you need it mm-hmm. so we we cannot you know legally tap on to that knob and tube right but you know, it it is still, uh, you know, viable within our code. Right. The, uh, you know, as Dale will be able to know, the only issue is insurance companies, you know, will not insure knob and tube homes.
0: Yeah, and that's that's definitely uh, an issue when we're writing up an offer on a home, if it has aluminum wiring, if right. it has knob and tube wiring, if it has uh, wood-burning appliances. Where as realtors, we make sure that our buyers have... Uh, condition that they'll be able to get this home insured and uh, the insurer will let them know what, what needs to be done before they'll insure the home.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: le- electrical
2: as basically the ability to run electrical wires um, especially for a homeowner it's it's relatively a lot lower than what it would be for say a plumber.
1: So, so let's say for example we're working in a home and um, they have knob and tube. Essentially if they want to further expand their yes. electrical, i.e., goe LED, etc., then there's probably going to need to be a little bit more of an investment up front. Some that infrastructure is likely going to have to change. But if they say, "Wait a second, I don't, I don't have the resources to be able to do that right now," let's do the renovation and not touch any of the electrical and leave everything as it is. Yep. They're not violating any code whatsoever, and they're fine to do that. Although they might run into some issues with insurance later mm-hmm, on, like, yeah. or in their sales. Correct. Okay, well that helps, that really helps people understand kind of how you educate upfront, if you will, to be able to help them understand what their options are.
2: Yeah, Like if, if it's existing electrical that's in your home um, and it was, you know, passed at the time that the electrical code, you know, was in effect at that year, then legally you do not have to change right. your electrical if you were installing something new yes then you have to bring it up to today's electrical code right which would mean you know gfis beside your kitchen sinks and mm-hmm. you know
1: and those are things that you would be able to educate a client on before it wouldn't have to be a surprise
2: no no they definitely would want to bring that to the forefront for the customer mm-hmm. so that you know when you, you know, as far as like our company and very much like Bethany's company you know, we, you want to be straightforward. You want to have quality. Like, you know, we, we have our values where it's, you know, we work on quality, we work on service, and we work on integrity. Mm-hmm. And with both our companies and why we have such a good relationship is like your work is based on in- integrity. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing we can do, you know, is to, to be able business. to come into a person's home. And say, okay, you know, it's going to cost you X number of dollars. And then have to say, oh, well, no, we had to bring this
0: up to code and this yeah. up to code. Yeah. And that's where things can
2: snowball.
1: Exactly. Bob, yeah, yeah
0: you have to do your work. Mm-hmm. You have to do your work up front and, mm-hmm. and, and know what you're getting into, right? What can of worms are you opening up? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Bob, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, I greatly appreciate it. I've been, it's been great to partner with you, and I'm so glad to actually have you here uh, with us I today. I appreciate
2: it. Thank you very much, Bethany. Yeah, thank great. you, Dale.
0: You're very welcome. And, Bob, what would be the best way our listeners could get in touch with you if they wanted to give you a call? Uh, they have some electrical things they need done. They have some questions. Maybe they want to start the switch over to LED in the future. Uh, we are listed in
2: the phone book. Um, our, you know, our, we're, we have both a portal listing and a Coburg listing, mm-hmm. um, as well as we can be reached by internet, um, you no, know, I could tell you my uh, my email, but it's it's very long. So. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> and I don't
1: hand out my cell phone number. <laughs>
2: exactly, I do not <laughs> hand my cell phone number out.
0: <laughs> well, well, folks. So that's Bob Henderson, and Bob is an electrician, owner and operator of BG Roberts Electric, right here in Northumberland County. So if you do have any electrical questions, uh, give him a call. I'd like to thank you, Bethany, for joining me as a co-host and uh, taking that step up from guest to co-host and making that commitment. And folks, uh, Bethany will be co-hosting every Thursday, every 1st, third, and fourth Thursday of the month. I also have another co-host who will be uh, co-hosting with me on the second Thursday of every month, and that's Catherine Gissing of Sage Relocation Services. And, uh, yeah, so thank you so much. Thank good you. show. Thank good you. show today, and, uh, and, and uh, Bethany lined up our guests today, and a great job, Bethany. Thank you so much. Absolutely good. So... If you have any questions or comments about today's show or pertaining to any real estate, feel free to contact me, Dale Bryant, by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or calling to the radio station 905-372-2391 and leave me a message. Uh, remember to find me on social media and take part in our survey. You can find that today. Uh, it's, it's there right now. So look me up on Facebook or look me up on Twitter and let your, let your voice be heard. Uh, don't forget to join us next week. I'm Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro-Line's Realty Brokerage. Join us every Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.